Hello, hello. Welcome to a brand new episode of the SaaS Prince podcast, the podcast for content marketers in SaaS. And I'm your host, Yag. In today's episode, we have someone from the world of sales for a change to give us a perspective on how they look at content marketing and how we content marketers can be better partners for sales teams. We have with us Scott Marker, the founder at MCA Square, an organization that helps businesses retain and gain more customers through proven B2B marketing and sales strategies. Scott is a two-time author who is looking to drive change in the world of B2B sales. I would say he's already driving a lot of change out there. So without any further ado, hey-ho, let's go. Scott, my friend, I'm super happy to have you here. How's it going? It's going great, especially like I said at the beginning. It's great being here with you. Uh, people that say that that friendships can't be built uh, um, remotely, they're incorrect because you and me are a perfect example. You no, know, absolutely. You know, we go back a long time, and I still remember the times where you know uh, you have been a huge fan of all my previous shows as well. And I've been a huge supporter of the books and everything. You know, I couldn't have asked for anything better. And you always give me very honest feedbacks on a lot of things. So really, really appreciate this and 100% agree about the relationship world. All right. So, you know, today's focus is I would like to be a typical content marketer trying to glean into your perspective as a salesperson and see how we can uh, you know, begin to make things work better in an organization. So first things first, you know, as a content marketer, I've always had this question, like we might go and work on a sales tech for a salesperson, or maybe we might give them uh, the ammunitions like say one pages and PDFs, but still I often see salespeople go and create content on their own and share it with the prospect. Why does it happen? Wow. That's, that's a, a, big, a big question there is uh, given a little bit of backstory is um, I got out of college and like a lot of people stumbled right into B2B sales. So I've been in, uh, you know, frontline sales for years and years and then got into sales leadership. Uh, and then at one time for like, um, and so um, I, I've always said that I've been an informal marketer, <laughs> right? Because I've basically been doing um, ABM and a lot of my type of, of moves, but, um, and also for uh, over seven years, I was director of marketing and sales, but still I was, I was, basically a salesperson doing marketing, you know, but I was doing a lot of marketing, but getting back to your question. So I have a little bit of, you know, from all different sides, um, but getting back to your question, one of the, the, the biggest challenges I've had personally is the, the people doing the marketing and, 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 uh, uh, and I love all the marketers and something that no, no diss on them. It's just, but they, as a frontline salesperson, I'm talking to prospective customers almost daily and existing customers, right, to keep the relationships going. So I hear their challenges over and over and over again. Pretty soon it becomes patterns. And I find there's a disconnect with the marketers that never talk to them. So it's really that simple. It's, I, I just think that salespeople sometimes um, just, just find when they read it, they just don't see what they're hearing. Got it. Got it. No, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, you know, it's it's almost like a slap on the face, but I'm loving this conversation. That's awesome. But, you know, I will also have the other side to this. Like, say, for example, I've worked in organizations of different sizes. And I've often seen that many times, you know, even if there is a shared Google Drive or shared platforms in between, and people have said that, hey, you can go here and find 
all the content that is needed. Um, half the time, you know, people don't even know uh, on the sales side, they don't even know what content exists. And um, let's say you have a platform in your organization, like say, for example, a conversation intelligence, and people are listening to these conversations and the content actually stems from them. But still, there is often lack of access to getting to this. Is it, would you say this boils down to lack of communication between teams or is there something else that there is not enough trust established in the content that they go and feel like I should pick this up for the reason that you just mentioned? I think it, it depends on the company. I think that one root cause, which I think now more than ever is a time that for marketing and, and sales and customer service. And if you have a product development team, more than ever, times are tough. We need to get together as, as teams and all work together. I mean, we really do. This the past silos and all that stuff. We really, it's, it's time now. Let's, let's get past all that, that stuff and let's just get, get to work. So I've worked at international companies and also small companies. And in the past, my, that challenge was, is the marketing department um, would put out content and then not notify salespeople that it was, you know, even available. So that, that is a challenge and especially large organizations and stuff. Which nowadays I don't think with all the collaborative tools and stuff, I think that sh that shouldn't be with Slack and all that. There's just there's just no excuse for that anymore. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it, it's just a lack of leadership is really what it is. You need, we need to like build a team, kind of we're all in this as a team, <clears throat> and then communicate more often as as people. If if salespeople are complaining that they can't find the the um, the materials and stuff like that, okay, how can we make it easier? to notify you when it's available, you know? So again, c communication. And again, there's a lot of that stuff in the past. Um, and I've been part of it as I've, I've, you know, I've had a marketing leader of a small company set up a meeting with me to say, Scott, I think there's some tension between you and me. <laughs> <laughs> and there was because I was putting together some events and I needed support on it. So what I do, I did it all myself. I, I, I really did. I partnered with some other outside experts and we put the whole thing together ourselves and skipped, skipped marketing. And it was really good. Uh, but they were saying, oh, we can get back to you in like four weeks. Well, I, I, I didn't have four weeks. And so anyway, um, that being said, I still think it, 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 it um, boils down to leadership, right? Because I, I would talk to the owner and just say, hey, the company say, hey, I'm putting this thing together. I, you know, I, I want, here's the dates I want to get it done. And marketing isn't going to help me to do it and stuff. They say they're booked out. So I'm just going to do it myself. And, you know, he said, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so that, that frustrated the marketing department that right. I didn't get them involved in, involved in this stuff. So I think, I think overall, the whole thing is about a lack uh, how about this? Let's keep it positive. We need better leadership. Um, to, for better communication, because again, right now when times are tough, this is a time to to work together, to be more efficient, uh, and that that's what the communication is between. And and if you have a a, a contact marketing team, right, um, leverage them. You know, I mean, if you, I mean, again, and and if you have a good marketing, you know, they really do want to help you and support you. So communicate with them. Here's what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely love this. There is no excuse. You know, if somebody says that it's going to take four weeks, it's horrible. Uh, I remember in some of the organizations where I've explicitly said that, hey, if something is going to take months, let's uh, do it in weeks. And if something can take weeks, we can do it in days. And if it's going to take a day, like, we can do it in hours. You know, wow. it's as simple as that because it boils down to prioritizing. You know, it's it's not about not having time. It's just that it's not a priority for me right now. 
So that is obviously going to frustrate a lot of people on both ends. That that makes and, a lot of sense. And the event that I put on was for existing customers and prospective customers, and it was packed. Wow. <laughs> and so it was to keep building the brand and drive demand. And so you know it wasn't just like a. And so that's why I put such a. That's why I think the marketing should have put more priority to on it because it really was um, helping our existing customers and building brand. And so that's. That's yeah. kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And you know, in one of the places I saw you sharing this uh, post on, I think on LinkedIn, where you interestingly said that it's as a content marketer or as any marketer per se, it's not just about listening to a sales conversation, but actually the need to go and talk to a salesperson or a head of sales. So why, what is the gap that you think that one will bridge that somebody did not get the context of, you know, listening to a call. There's, it's, it's just different. You can listen to a call, yes, or even get, um, there's tools that you know about that can give yeah, summaries yeah, after yeah. the meetings, right? Of course. Voma yeah. or something like that. And I, I love those type of things, but there's nothing better than talking to someone that's talking to customers all the, all the time. And then one that's either sales or customer service, or even better, talking, being in a room or Zoom room, right? Or the same room, right? Yeah, yeah. With the customer, when they're the one asking the questions, it's just a different vibe you, you can get off of them than listen to right. a call. I'm not saying those aren't great tools, but you need to make sure that you still sprinkle in actually, you know, like this, talking to a salesperson, talking, being part of a meeting where sales, you know, a, a, a prospective customer is, is grinding you over pricing <laughs> <laughs> or lack of, pro, you know, pro, something like that, you know, that you just can't, you can't, you can't beat that um, just by listening to phone calls all the time yeah, or recordings. No, that makes a lot of sense. In fact, you know, it, it reminds me of one of the very first jobs that I had. Um, you know, I was in sales and I was reporting to a sales manager who was in a meeting for a product launch. And uh, there was this discussion wherein my boss asked the head of marketing as to who's going to work on the content for this launch. And he said, I have a couple of content marketers who will do this. And his first response was, Somebody who is not in this room right now, uh, who doesn't have the context of this conversation and has never spoken to a customer, are you going to give them the responsibility of creating content for this? And I was like, wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was a very, you know, being in a first job and getting such a perspective made a huge impact on my life. All right. So let's let's go to this. You know, what can content marketers actually do to be a better partner to A's and SDRs, you know, how can we make their jobs better? Uh, well, first of all, ask them, right? The first thing you do is say, hey, what, what can I do? Because the, the, key, the key is, is um, you know, you're, you're, if, if, if you're there to kind of help support them you're not as a team member, not to be whatever you want to call it, subservient to them at all, but just as a team member to help them be better, right? It, and is that you got to communicate with them and say, hey, what, what you know, here, we, we helped you with that last campaign. Uh, how did it go? Right. You know, what, what could have we done better? What, what, what resonated with the, the prospective customers or existing customers? What didn't, and then getting feedback. That's, it's really a lot of this stuff is kind of the back to the basics is just communication and asking what they want. And for me, just kind of big picture stuff. Um, and, 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 um, and being in sales, my whole, you know, most of my life is, is they're going to want something that resonates with ex uh, what's going to resonate with them to um, take a meeting, <laughs> right? That's one of the first things. And the next thing is what's going to resonate with them to help them buy from us, 
You know, those are two big buckets. Now, the thing a lot of people are going to talk about is going to see what about branding, right? Yes, I get branding, but I'm telling you, that's a long game. And unfortunately, most SDRs and BDRs and all they're they're on a short term. They're they're you know, week to week, month to month, right? Yeah. So you you just have to be careful focusing on the big game. Maybe you talk about it, it get keep them in a loop on hey, here's what we're doing to build brands so that when you do down six months from now, you're going to get more people that actually know who we are, right? But you need to give them a clue. And you know, if you do that in the dark, they're not going to think you're doing anything for them. I mean, that's, you need to keep them abreast of that. And then yeah. in six months, circle back around and, 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 you know, if, if they, if they, you know, by attribution or, or self-attribution, if they start to find out a podcast you helped with or some other type of, um, paid advertisement you helped with with creatives and stuff like that and 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 the prospective buyers are starting to say you know i do know you guys you know i have i'm i have big right that that's that's going to be ammunition that you're 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 going to go that's the quickest way for a contact um a content marketer to um like become more um important to a salesperson is to help them be more successful yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Typically, an SDR is like living and breathing by, am I booking certain number of meetings this week? And for them, if I'm going to say that, hey, you know, I'm going to build a brand that will give you an impact in six months from now, they're going to be like, you don't understand my world. <laughs> so Yeah. And then, again, that's why I think if you, I mean, and a lot of marketers have to do that too, right? Maybe yeah. that top people are saying, hey, we, we need to build this brand, right? You need to explain to them, hey, Here's what I'm doing for you right now because you asked for some of this. But also, right, don't think we're not doing anything else. We're helping you down the road, right, to make it easier um, to be you know, more well, well known is when you're talking. But, but it's, it's an education thing right. again. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes uh, a lot of sense. I'm actually now going to play the devil's advocate from personal experience over the last 15 years or so. And I'm going to also say you this, you know, I've been on several biweekly calls with a lot of salespeople, SDRs, A's, even sales leaders for that matter. And I've tried to get inputs as to, hey, what kind of content will help you sell better? You know, uh, give me some inputs. And every call, like first it started with a 30 minute call. And then over a period of time, I realized that I don't need 30 minutes, shorten it into a 15 minute call. Then eventually uh, it went on to become a monthly once call because I was not getting a lot of inputs and eventually right. it was phased out. So um, why what does was the last happen? thing you said? Eventually it was what? Uh, eventually it was phased out. It was closed. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So I was like, why does this happen? You know, I was trying to actually get inputs. I was trying to get them involved. Sharing of content is not working. Okay, getting you involved is not working. How do I work with you? <laughs> you right. know, so that's that's. Uh, have you seen this, or is it is it could it be a one-off scenario, or is it that it happens in a lot of organizations wherein people don't have enough ammo to give you um, ideas, saying that hey, this is what I'm seeing. Maybe can you uh, look at it from a content perspective? How does that come in? Yeah, I think. Again, I think that goes back to leadership. I mean, if you're if you're if that's your job to help them out and they're not utilizing you, you know, that that's a problem. I mean, it, it is. I mean, and one going back to let's say you are, you can create stuff that makes interest, but they're just like brushing you aside or whatever, right? Um, one, 
you need to talk to leadership because that's that shouldn't be the case. But I think that's a common. I'm sure that's a common occurrence because salespeople are like, oh, we know better than you. You're just a, and, and that's why it's an ed- education thing. Is and that's why I've heard other people talk about um, uh, doing something, doing a pilot program, right? So marketers partnering with, let's say, have four salespeople, partners one of them, one of them that's more, most pro you, right? And try to help them be successful at something, a campaign or something like that, right? And then let them advocate for you and, or, or, and then bring that back to, to management, right? To say, hey, here's what I did for this person, right? It, and you got to do something different because if you, I mean, it just, again, if that's part of your, you know, your responsibilities, I mean, uh, someone needs to do something. I mean, something has to change uh, on that, you know, because it's almost, um, and looking at it from your side, it's almost disrespectful, right? Right. If they're just like ignoring you, you know? Yeah. So that is something that I actually tried in one of my previous organizations. And one of the things that really worked was, uh, uh, you know, um, becoming uh, fairly close with a couple of salespeople and encouraging them and empowering them to be more active on LinkedIn, for instance, and saying that, hey, this is how you go about doing it and giving them a broad idea as to how to do. And once they saw that, hey, they were consistently active for 90 days. And uh, whenever they reached out, then people are like, oh, I know you. I remember that post which you did, which was yeah. resonating. And it makes a lot more say, yeah, let's hop on a call. And they were like, yeah, yeah, this is working. You know, let's do more of that. Why don't you do a session for the entire sales team? So when they bring it, it's a whole different scenario yeah, versus yeah. you going and saying that, hey, I'm going to do a session for all of you. I'm going to take you through this. Like, no, that's not a priority. Right. Yeah, and that, that's why, I, and that, that's why I've heard of it before. Is that pilot programs work so well? Is because that way, just like you did, you can kind of prove the concept here. Here's what it, you know, and then I tell you, and and, and salespeople are looking for to tools to help them be more successful. So if you can prove that to some other ones, you're, you're gonna that yeah, that's gonna be the best thing you can do. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, so let's move to uh, the second part of our podcast, which we call the rapid fire section. Oh boy. <laughs> so in this section, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shoot five pointed questions at you. The questions might be short. The answers need not be. You can keep it free flowing based on what comes to your mind. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Question number one. What is this one thing that you think content marketers still don't get when it comes to contributing to revenue? Boy, I'll tell you. Um, and... When it comes come to contributing to revenue is that you have to make content that, again, going back to what we talked about to the to what's important to the salespeople, that's going to resonate with the customers, right? Either 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 prospective customers or existing customers. It's, it has to resonate with them and make them take action, you know, in, in some type of way. And if it doesn't, um, you know, then then it's, it's just um, – as I'd say, the arts and crafts department, you know, <laughs> is that, I mean, it's just making things pretty. So that's, that's the challenging part now with everything being about revenue. And you, you know, my take on this, I won't go too far in the weeds, but I think there's an overemphasis right now on revenue, everybody being so, and it's distracting some of the stuff for, for content that's, that's for the longer game, right? right. And maybe more educational versus something that's going to get somebody to react right now, you know? So, um, yeah, but my, my advice would be make sure you mix it. If you do it, make sure you mix it up. You get some content that's going to help uh, get some immediate reaction from, you know, salespeople are going to, you know, because then that way they can they can break to about the mark, content marketers. Hey, look at how they helped us, 
right? And then that way, you know, it can be attributed back to revenue versus yeah. just making up another pretty brochure. <laughs> right. So it's it's a good combination of, uh, you know, demand capture and demand generation yep. in that parlance. Yeah. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. All right. So here's um, question number two. What is your personal pick? Would you like to sell in a sales-led environment or a product-led environment? Wow. I've never, I've never done a product-led, right? But I think if I was going to do it, I'd, I'd rather do that because as a, as a salesperson, um, it's, it's, it's brutal reaching out to, I mean, especially if, they do, if you have to do outreach, you know, it's, 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 we all know it's statistically easier to talk to an existing customer, right? Or even a past customer, right? So if you're product-led, right, as a salesperson, I, I would rather do it that way because they're, if they're using your product, there must be some interest, right? Yeah. So me as a salesperson, I'd take that every time because your, your marketing is doing the, the, the demand capture for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's all about demoing and closing. But again, you know, uh, let me tell you from what I've seen with salespeople in close quarters. Again, right. that is not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> oh, really? They don't? No, it's, it's like, uh, you know, you're going to be doing like, say, um, eight, at least, you know, seven to eight demos every single day. And you're going to be me measured on uh, how many of them closed. So oh. that is an uphill battle as well. <laughs> oh yeah oh you're right yeah that's that's right yeah yeah see and i never i never thought about that i was thinking about it like oh they've already they've already signed up but you know right right like right. like there's some of these ones that are tools that are uh, product led you know they're self-serve so you can sign up by them that's what i was thinking about not not the ones that when you go upstream to more kind of like an um, enterprise where you gotta do a demo <laughs> no, right. The sign and, up and, is free. You know, they get in the 14 day free trial yeah. or whatever, but from there to becoming pay, paid customers, it's the job of AEs to make that happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Right. Here's uh, question number three. Uh, I know this is your favorite topic. What is the biggest reason that salespeople hate CRMs? <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're not user friendly and there are a ton of data entry. That's the two biggest things. I mean, people always say, I hear it all the time, people on LinkedIn, oh, you know, um, salespeople are lazy. They don't use a CRM. Well, a couple of things is, um, one, you can't keep some salespeople off technology, right? Off their phones, off of, I mean, right? they love technology. They love tools that can make their jobs easier, but CRMs don't make them easier. They make them tougher. There are a lot of data entries. So anyway, that, yeah. So the, 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 the key is, is third-party tools, uh, which you know of some, Avoma, all, all these different, now there's tons of them, even, even VoIP systems now can, can um, off of all these calls, can, can you know, translate all that stuff and dump all that stuff, which cuts tremendously down on the, all, all the um, data entry. But overall, it, it's about that the, they're not user-friendly and they're a ton of data entry. Right, right. Love it. And, uh, you know, you couldn't be more right. I'm absolutely with you on that. All right. Um, question number four, what is your hot take on generative AI? You know, it's, it's the talk everywhere and especially AI for creating content. I love it. I think if you, if you're a content marketer, you better embrace it because everyone don't, don't worry about it replacing you. Right. Worry about it re getting replaced if you don't use it. Right. Cause I, I, I use it every day. Right. Because I have great ideas, but when it comes to grammar and stuff, I'm not very good at it. Right. So I, I, I have it open all, all, almost all day long and I, I dump, I, I dump almost everything into it. Proofread only exclamation points. So it doesn't change anything, but it does or make it more compelling. Right. Yeah. 
I do that a lot. So there's all these different things that you can utilize it for. And I, I'm just barely touching the surface of what a content marketer can, can use it for. Um, but I, I just think that you better embrace it because if you don't, you're, I mean, already, if you look at job descriptions, they're already starting to have, you know, you need to have, uh, you know, AI, you yeah. know, all these different tools background. So every single day you're not using them, you're, you're getting behind. So I'm, I'm a big pr proponent of them. And, and again, you don't have to be crazy how much you use them. Just start using them. I mean, I mean, it's not tough. So I'm a, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a big, um, proponent of it. It makes, it makes me so much more efficient. I mean, I, I, um, you know, I, I've taken things where <laughs> taken something and said, Hey, a famous author, that's really an expert or something. This is where it goes over the line. <laughs> right. And I say, Hey, take, take their best practices. Right. And, and review this with their best practices. And I'll tell you, it totally transforms stuff. So, wow. and then from creative, you got all the other types of the imaging and stuff you can do. Um, I listened to someone on a podcast that told me, I can't remember who it was, but um, a well-known, you know, creative type person. And they said what took them, it used to take them a week. They were sitting in front of the TV in an hour and got it done. That's the power of AI. So yeah. anyway, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of you. Everyone needs to use it. And in fact, if I was, if I was running the owner of a company, I would mandate everybody just like being on LinkedIn and being active. I'd mandate not being heavy handed, but just say, Hey, everybody's going to, uh, utilize some type of AI and then teach it to the rest of us. No, I absolutely am loving this because especially the one where you said that I uh, don't worry about getting, getting replaced by using it. You will be replaced if you don't use it. That makes a exactly. lot more sense for me. You know, the biggest uh, part I love about uh, using AI is that when there are two different concepts and you want to fuse them and uh, you want to say that, Hey, I have this idea, which I'm inspired by, but I want to use it here. How do I combine these two and AI spits you ideas? I mean, like that's the wow. hard part of content. You know, when AI can do that for you and then you bring in your POV, it's magic. You know, what you could do in a week, you could easily do in a day. So absolutely See, love that. And I, it's, it's people like you that I would love to post stuff on LinkedIn, right? To help people like me that I'm not, you, or you're, you're, you're in creative content all the time. You're helping your customers with it and stuff like that. I would love you to post some kind of like best practices that you use it for because that would really help out people like me that you know are, are trying to get better at it but just i don't know like so that there's a suggestion for you no absolutely i will take that with both hands and i'll definitely do that and highly also recommend you to uh, you know listen to this episode with ryan law where he has lots of insights specifically about ai for content creation okay i will check that out <laughs> awesome right uh so here's your final rapid fire question if i took away linkedin from you today what is your next go-to hangout place to build relationships? No, <laughs> you can't do that. Oh, I love LinkedIn. Oh, almost to almost to a fault. I love LinkedIn. I, I just love, I love listen, I love reading other people's content. And wow, um, boy, that I mean, well, the first thing I do is you got to figure out, uh, you know. Um, Look at all the other types of social media. Where 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 are your customers at? I mean, I mean, is that I mean, why are people on LinkedIn? Because that's where a lot of their customers are at, right? If it's, if your friends are just there, that's nice, but that's not going to get your business. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I mean, is it is it 
I mean, there's re- people talk about doing Reddit. That's a weird one, but I've heard Chris um, Chris Walker talk about that being effective. Um, Instagram, Twitter. So the big thing for me to replace it, I I would um, try to figure out where my the majority of my customers are at and start start doing like I do LinkedIn, spend a lot of time on it, and get better at it. Yeah, yeah. Probably communities like Rev Genius, Bravado, and all of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and yeah. See, I'm I'm already in I'm in Peak, which I love Peak. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I'm already in some of those. I was thinking of like when you get rid of LinkedIn, I was thinking, what other social platform right. would I use? You know, and uh, man, but please don't <laughs> take it. <laughs> no, I love it, and I wish the same as well because I've also spent the last 15 years on LinkedIn. So yeah, of course, I don't want to go got it, want it gone as well. All right, uh, for all the listeners out here. You know, uh, for the wonderful conversation I've had with you, I'm sure people want to connect with you. So where can they best find you? LinkedIn, best way. This this shirt right here, this is my branding, right? <laughs> I wear the same shirt on my LinkedIn photo. Um, I don't have my glasses on, I think, but just, yeah, I can find Scott Marker. Um, and so just, yeah, reach out. That's the best way. And make sure make sure that um, uh, the SaaS uh, Sprints podcast, and that, that's that's your free connection right there. So do that. Happy to connect with you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. And um, would you have a parting message for our audience here? Most of them are, uh, you know, uh, marketers and salespeople and founders in SaaS. I just say, keep, keep, I mean, everybody uses the word, you know, always keep learning. I almost get tired of hearing that. But really, <clears throat> you have to have a passion to um, continue to like learning from other people. And it's just... Um, I mean, uh, there's great podcasts like here <clears throat> you can listen to. And and before you, you, you had to go to a convention or something to see see a um um you know uh, you know Miss Dunford yeah. you know April she's just a just a wealth of information. Yes, and you can listen to a podcast and just get such amount of. There's so much information out out there right now. I just encourage people to um in, embrace it and and. Pick maybe pick a few of your favorite people and follow them, yeah. and try to you know continually become better and better and better at what you do. So it's always always improve. We all know that, but how 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 can you speed that up? Find a couple people that you're you're motivated by that are in your wheelhouse that and and follow them for a while, and, and they'll they'll make you help you be a better person. Yeah, no, I I you know so much of what you speak is very much like the set of things that I've done over a period of time, you know, literally there have been a few people in the world of uh, marketing that have absolutely stalked for the last five years and <laughs> learned so much. So that's exactly, I think uh, that's, that's a recipe pretty much for everyone. I love yeah. it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Scott. It was so much fun talking to you. I didn't even realize that 30 minutes just flew by. Really, wow. really appreciate you spending the time here. And uh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you having me on the show, especially with such the, the, the caliber of people you bring on. It's, it's an honor to be on the show. I appreciate it. No, you are amazing as well. There's no one taking no. away from that. I hope that again, that, and then that's one of my goals. And you said it too. And, and one of the goals is that, I mean, I think really hard about it. What are some, a couple quick, you know, what are a couple things that, that creative you know, people that do, you know, uh, content, you know, marketers can learn. And that was my goal today was trying to give them some little, little nuggets that they can maybe take part of and become a better um, content marketer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right, then. Thank you so much. See you around pretty much soon. I'll go back and thank listen you. to this episode a few times and see what, how many notes I can take out of this and probably spin it out into a blog as well. 
Awesome. Hey, I appreciate you, God. 